So good to see uh, so many women up leading and uh, doing a great job in the life of the church. It's fantastic. We definitely believe in uh, women in general, women preachers, women leaders, women influencers. Um, so if you're a woman, feel encouraged. We want women to step up. But we also want men to step up <laughs> and uh, be leaders and uh be the man that God has called you to be. That's why I encourage you to uh, find out more about this men's retreat, which is coming up in a couple of weeks' time, where we can gather together, be inspired about who we're called to be. I was speaking Friday night at a men's retreat um, up in Dural, and uh, you know everyone is well aware that there's an identity crisis in the world today, in our Western society, particularly with young men not knowing who they are, what they're meant to be. Are they male? Are they female? Are they something in between? And uh, we need a generation of men that know exactly who they are, what they're called to be, and are proud of being male. Um, so I want you to come along. Uh, it's one night. Um, your family will be okay. Uh, the car will be okay. The house will be okay for one weekend. <laughs> you don't need to wash the car, you don't need to wash the dog, you don't need to walk the dog, all the, all the other excuses that we make up why we can't invest some time in ourselves and also investing into the lives of others to encourage one another to fulfill, to not only be who God's called you to be, but to do what God's called you to do. So uh, if, you wanna, if you've got any questions about it, see me after the service, but I want to uh, get as many guys from Roselle to that as possible. And we can go out there and uh, take over. Um, all right, so I want to uh, I want to continue in the series that Pastor Phil started last week on um, about, uh, what was the series called? One another. Hey, one another. Oh, I'm on fire this morning. Oh, this is not even the right message. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, I want to talk about one another. Uh, there's, a scripture in the, uh, there's a scripture in the Bible. It's 1 John 3.18, and it says this. Dear children, this is the Apostle John, saying, writing to the church, uh, a letter that went around. A lot of the letters that were written in the Bible, or the books you read in the Bible, were letters that were written to churches. They weren't just uh, philosophizing or some kind of... Uh, uh, theory. These were actual letters written to young churches to encourage, inspire, and to teach these young Christians on how to live the God life in the world. Uh, and he said to them, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's sh let us show the truth by our actions. Let's not just say we love you, or we love God, or we love the church, but let's show what we believe or what we mean by what we do. You've heard that old uh, adage, uh, actions speak louder than words. Anyone ever heard that? Well, there it is in the Bible. If you really love someone, then you show it by how you act towards that person, by your behavior. Love is more than attraction. You know, there's that, that ancient philosopher who wrote the words, uh, all you need is love. Love, love. <laughs> Anyone know that? Who the, who the ancient philosopher is I'm talking about? Paul McCartney. 
the, the Beatles. All you need is love. That's true, but our understanding of what love is is so diluted, it's so diverse, that sometimes we don't even know what that means. So the Bible makes it clear when it talks about love that love is demonstrated. Love is not just attraction. Love is more than just arousal. It is more than just sentimentality or a feeling or an emotion. Love is an action and a behavior. That's what God says. And over and over again, the Bible commands us, and obviously there's lots of different areas, but the one we're focusing on the moment in regards to loving one another. Love one another. And God says, I want you to love people. But if love was just an emotion, if it was just a feeling, you can't command someone to have a feeling. If I said to you, right, I command you to be sad right now. You can't just work up sadness. You can fake it. You can act it. You know, actors do all kinds of things to make it look like they're crying on the screen. They get onions, I think, and rub it in their eyes. They think about sad things. They try and create the outward works of sadness, but they're not actually sad. So you can't just make up an emotion. If a love was emotion, then God couldn't say, love one another. Yeah, how do you just make yourself have a feeling of love? You don't. What he's saying is, you demonstrate love by what you do. Um, God couldn't command it. Love is something you do. You can't produce an emotion, a feeling. Love is an action. That's why uh, the Bible says and what John said, Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Over 58 times in the Bible, it uses the words one another to describe love. It doesn't just say, okay, love one another. It then goes to describe and outline how that love is outworked in the world towards one another, in relationships. Uh, and so we're going to look at all 58 this morning. <laughs> We're going to look at seven of them. Uh, that's what I love about the Bible. It doesn't just leave you thinking, think, well, what does that mean? And how, It's very, very clear about how to live a successful life. Very, very clear about how to make relationships work. Very, very clear about how to be financially prosperous. Over and over again, the Bible is very, very clear about how to live your best life. The problem is, we don't do it oftentimes. Sometimes we think we know best or we... For whatever reasons, we're afraid or we're distracted or we get discouraged or disillusioned with certain things. But if we do what the Bible says, we will find over a period of time that that life works, that relationships work. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy. Relationships are complicated. Um, even, I think, uh, it was someone that said that uh, God had so much trouble with his first relationships with Adam and Eve that he gave them the ability to have their own children to get them back. Um, anyone's had children would know that that's true. But um, so how, how do we, how do we live, how do we do love? How do we, what do we do to express and show love to the important people in our lives, in the life of the church and to our community? Um, I was as I was preparing this uh, this week, I actually said to Nicole uh, yesterday in the car, thinking through this, and I said, how can I, uh, what can I um, do, what did I say again? 
What, what, do you, what more do you need from me? I think I said. What, what more can I do in our relationship? Like where, where am I not uh, either carrying the ball or, or uh, I, wanna, I want to um, not only meet your needs but show that I am fulfilling my husbandly role, responsibility, meeting Nick's needs. So I just said, oh, what, what can I do to, uh, guys, that's a very open question. <laughs> filled, the, filled the car with conversation for a long period of time. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, Nick's emailed me a long list of things that uh, I can do to improve. <laughs> no. But it's an important question to ask. Oftentimes, we don't want to know. We don't want to know what our partner thinks. We don't want to ask them, where am I coming up short? What, what am I not doing to meet your needs? Where am I not carrying the load? And obviously, that's always open for discussion and, um, and uh, communication. But God makes it very clear in the Scriptures about how we can demonstrate our love to one another. And it's talking about the church when it talks about one another. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus was on earth, right towards the end of his ministry, um, he's about to, he's about to uh, go back up to heaven. He's already been to the cross. He comes back, and then he starts talking to all the disciples. And he's, he's saying, you know, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and you're going to work miracles, and you're going to raise the dead, and you're going to heal people. And you're going to eat deadly scorpions and scorpions are not going to hurt. And he starts outlining all these miraculous things that you're going to be able to do. But then he says one thing. And then he says, but the, sign, the greatest sign that's going to be uh, that you're going to have that I am real is that you will love one another. Isn't that interesting? It's not the miracles. It's not the turning the water into wine. It's not the raising of the dead. It's not the people healed of cancer at the end of the day that really convinces people that God is real. It is the actions of believers. It's the behavior of people of God and how they live their lives as opposed to the way the world lives its lives. How do we deal with tragedy? How do we deal with disappointment? How do we deal with the, the things that happen in life that show that we are different to everybody else. That's what the Bible talks about. I want to look at uh, seven things here this morning. We'll start with number one. The Bible says that we show our love for one another by serving other people. Galatians 5.13 says this, serve one another in love. Serve what you show love by serving somebody. Um, you know, in our culture, oftentimes we... we particularly in the West, we, um, we connect a service with servitude. Um, if we're serving someone, we, we have this impression that then we're somehow inferior to that person. But it's not talking about an inferiority. It's talking about demonstrating love. And um, I mean, for instance, you know, we had bacon egg rolls this morning. Those bacon egg rolls did not cook themselves, did they? Did they? No, they didn't. If you had a bacon egg roll this morning and a coffee, there was people that came to church, got up early out of bed on the cold morning, came to church early, got the barbecue out, came in, set up the cafe, turned it on, cooked the food, someone organized the food to be here, it was all put out there, bacon, egg, coffee, all that kind of stuff, the music and all those kind of things. 
because they want to show, demonstrate the love for the congregation. Um, it's not always the same people, but this morning it was Nigel. Where's Nigel hiding? Up the back there. Nigel and Sam. Where's Sam over here? Was there. Alan was on the coffee machine. He came in early. And Ernesto was on the coffee machine early. The band come in here every week early to prepare and, and uh, rehearse and prepare the atmosphere. Tiffany organized all the food. All this stuff. This is, this is as exp these are all expressions of love. You say, oh, how's that love? Because love is demonstrated by serving, by serving. And I want to encourage every person in the church to be a person that is serving in some capacity, that we are showing our love for the house of God by doing something. And look, not all of us have the same amount of time or whatever, but that we can go, you know what? There's no point in saying, I love, I love this church. We demonstrate our love for the church by the things that we do whether it be serving in some team or, or turning up early or setting something up or whatever. I want to encourage you, if you're not at this point in time, that doesn't mean you're any less valuable, but if you're, if you're feeling, I really love this church, then I want to encourage you to demonstrate that love by finding a place to serve, finding a place to get involved and make the church be the church and create that love and that experience for everybody else. Amen? So we're demonstrating our love. We love one another through serving. Number two, the Bible says that we love or demonstrate love through, uh, the other thing, I was, sorry, I was going to say, so this is talking about church, but you can relate this back to your marriages as well. You can relate it back to your relationships. You can relate it back to any kind of engagement with other people. Uh, and you might have something going on at the moment, but again, coming back to serving, if you love someone, you serve them. Uh, in, a, in a relationship, in a marriage, if one person is doing all the serving and the other person is doing all the receiving, that's not love. So anyway, I won't go there right now. So we serve. If we want to show or to demonstrate our love, we serve those that we love. We love through encouraging. Hebrews 3.13 says this, but encourage one another daily. This is again a letter to the church. How do we show our love? By encouraging one another. This is scripture. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Isn't it interesting that discouragement opens the door to being deceived? The Bible makes that connection. When you get discouraged, when you get disillusioned, when you get down, you start having thoughts about things that before you weren't thinking about. You start thinking, oh, this is a good option now. Whatever it might be, walking away from God or walking away from a relationship or walking away from a job. And I'm not saying that may not be the right decision, but we, we open ourselves up to disillusionment, uh, to deceitfulness when we get discouraged. When we get discouraged, we're not thinking rationally. When we get disappointed, uh, we start to think about uh, doing things or going in certain directions which are actually going to be harmful for us, but we don't realize that because we're discouraged. So we can help one another. We can help one another by encouraging one another every day, speaking words of life, speaking words of encouragement. The word encourage there in the original language in the Greek, it means to exhort, to encourage, to strengthen, and to comfort. 
So I want, to, I want you to think about how I can be involved, whether it be in church on a Sunday where you come in and you just might be saying, oh, you look, that shirt looks good or whatever, whatever. I like your hair or you're looking fine today or uh, you're going to have a good week or it's great to be in church or just words of life. You never know the impact of those words. But if we come, if we come to church on purpose, this is how we can show love to the congregation. You come to church, you go, you know what, today I'm going to, I'm going to speak to five people and I'm going to tell them something positive or encourage them in some way. And I'm not talking about making stuff up, saying I love your hair today and they're bald. <laughs> There's a little bit of insincerity there. Um, but that we look for opportunities to encourage people um, and to build them up and and that creates an atmosphere and you just never know what that one word means to that person at that particular time. So be an encourager by encouraging people, by telling them, you know what, you're going to make it, it is going to work out, God is going to come through for you, the scriptures say this or uh, you get, I'm praying you're going to have a great week this week, all those words not only us as a congregation people up, but they, they will put uh, each individual and us as a congregation in a place where we are not open to being deceived and making bad choices for our future. Is that good?